Welcome back to the Only Points Podcast, you guys, with your host, Eddie Garcia, Eddie Mercado, and your boy, Alexis Martinez. It's been a minute, you guys. We miss you. Now, we're going to be doing a little bit different. We're going to go dive deep into some, like, exclusive news coming to you from Alexis Martinez, bro. Um, Hit us up. What's the first thing that we're going to be talking about today? And by the way, I I just want to say... Welcome. Let's. I need to welcome Eddie Mercado. Like t- 20, 2020 Eddie Mercado. Like <laughs> we need a. We need to invite. We we invited Pitbull into our our podcast. <laughs> Mister International, Mister Mister International, right there. Mister Two Hundred Nine. No, 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 no. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for the introduction. You know, this this has been my look. Um. This has been my look since high school, since actually middle school, since I started shaving when I was 13. But thank you for the exclusive um, introduction. It is no last, worries, man. It's the, it's the it's the last look that I had back in my college ID, and I, I, I still hold it till this day. So damn, you I look I different, bro. Completely different. I could probably get away with murder, too. You look you look like a, I don't know, Cuban drug uh, cocaine dealer, bro. Hey, <laughs> don't get out. <laughs> Side hustle one on one. It's giving. There you go. All right, bro. Alexis, share that screen, bro. Let's let's take a look at these bad boys. Yeah. So the um, before I share my screen, really quick, the first thing that we want to talk about is the news with Delta Airlines and their rewards program. So let's go ahead and take a look and see what Google AI has to say. And to give you guys a brief rundown, what ended up happening with Delta Airlines, this is like in the past few weeks or so that all of this happened. They're basically devaluing devaluing their program when it comes to the frequent flyer um, program that they have. So what this means is that the long short of it is that earning status is going to be much harder to attain than, than it was you know, back in the day or these recent years. And that's because lots of credit cards have some sort of uh, bonus where they include like, for Delta, it's MQMs. But in other words, it's just like Delta's way of saying like um, their status indicator or whatever you call it. So um, they're kind of like chopping it down to make it much more simpler. They want to focus more on people that actually fly. And, you know, in back in the day, like the main way to get status was to actually fly physical airline miles, you know, the ones that you actually fly, not the ones that you earn from credit card bonuses. So that's how status was earned back in the day, you know, like where the real flyers, you know, actual people that travel for like business or pleasure or vacations, et cetera, stuff like that. You know, that's how they earned their status. These days, it was it's much easier to do it through um, sign up bonuses, credit card bonuses, etc. I'm sure you guys have seen like in your stories on your social medias that lots of people like are are sharing like their credit card hacks, travel hacks, etc. So it, these days, it's much easier to basically travel like like a king. You know, like you can get into these lounges. You can travel for free, you know, like five, six, um, literally like five bucks or so. And that's it, you know. And the other change that, that they have is that lounges are going to be much more difficult to access. Okay. We're talking yeah. like four visits for the Delta Sky Club lounge per year. 
And that's if you have one of the credit cards, which keep in mind, you know, these credit cards, they're, they're not, um, they don't have an annual fee, right? I mean, they do have an annual fee. They're not free. They usually go for like 550 in annual fees or more, you know? So not only do you have to pay these fees, you know, but you're limited to like four, four visits, you know, like, so it's just a whole mess. And basically Delta Airlines wanted to cut down on, on the overcrowdedness, the fact that many, many people have status um, that was easily attained. Right. They want to basically like focus on the real travelers, the ones that will actually use these benefits. And that's my rundown of it. And let's go ahead and talk about opinions. So let's go ahead and move it over to Eddie to see what he has awesome. to say. Perfect. Just to just to make sure that I got the scope of it. A few weeks ago, maybe not even a few weeks ago, a week ago, Delta came out saying like, yo, we're going to make this shit harder for everybody to get the highest status because overcrowdedness, we're not making enough money to compensate for these, you know, bonuses and incentives, right? So they get, they went ahead and said like, hey, this is a new structure, earning structure for you guys to get these statuses. And a lot of people freaked out. They didn't like it, right? So this is why we got some breaking news. Breaking news, basically, Delta customers were very upset. And the CEO had to come out and say, yo, 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 wait, relax, you guys. Like, we're going to do some changes. We're going to review some things, right? And so that's basically what it is, right? Because they were saying that, hey, for our Delta lounge or for our Delta lounges, Basically, so many people were in there. It was not profitable, horrible customer experience. So we need to restructure our benefits package so it can be the perfect amount of price for the perfect amount of benefits. Correct? That is correct. Yep. All right. Perfect. So, Eddie, I think you guys are the most frequent travelers, Eddie, Mercado, and Alexis. You guys are the pro travel hackers here. What is your guys' opinion? Do you want to go first, Alexis, or what? <laughs> who who wants to be canceled first? No. <laughs> I'll go first. I'll go first. Yeah, let's here, let's go, Eddie. Here is the deal, and this isn't personal. This is more business. I would have done the same thing, to be honest. Um, if there's a problem, you need to find a solution. The problem is these elite travelers, these big spenders that have organic spend, not just manufactured spending, which is what, uh, well, I do participate in some manufactured spending, correct? And some travel hacking. You got to understand there is a privilege to being in that lounge um, for many, many years where I would fly out from Fresno to, uh, to Guadalajara to go to Mexico, correct? Um, I, I, I was just, I just grew up knowing that, hey, you know what, you have to wait for your flight, show up two hours prior, and then uh, get on your flight and take off. It wasn't up until like I started uh, learning about travel hacking, this, this, and that, right? Definitely, uh, the word started spreading, and the word started spreading very, very fast. There were multiple, multiple loopholes, different loopholes, double dipping, triple dipping, even quadruple dipping, if you know what I mean, correct, about doing one thing and getting multiple benefits. That's what you were reaping, correct? In essence, and because of that, you can hit specific spend to get upgraded 
to a specific status. Once you hit that specific status, or if you were to book uh, a business or a first class flight, that granted you access to get into uh, the Delta Sky lounges, as well as uh, having possession of, of of a platinum or a not necessarily an American Express, but just a credit card with Delta or a Delta partner that has like that that gives you like elite status. Correct. The easiest fucking loophole is obviously just having an American Express platinum card. If you know, for those of you uh, listening to this, here's a little gem. And I'm sure uh, you guys can go ahead and give your guys his own opinions. All you need is six months of credit history and maybe like a 700 or a 720 to be able to get approved to American Express. Yes, for the Amex Platinum uh, credit card, American Express Platinum card. Would you guys agree? Yes or no? Yeah, agreed. Okay, perfect. That means that if you have a 700 credit score with 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 at least six months plus of uh of credit history, you can apply for the American Express Platinum card, and that give that grants you access. That is very easy. All you had to do was wait approximately six to eight months just to be able to get this credit card. Imagine how many, how many, how many, how many little. Imagine how many people went out, learned that did that, and are reaping the benefits of being able to go into such a prestigious and i'll go ahead and use that word into such a prestigious lounge right before your flight had i known this before i would have took advantage of the benefits of course now what's happening is just because you can go ahead and uh do this you know what's happening is the the lounges are getting flooded i started experiencing this more towards the end of 2022 or in 2023 in, at the end of 2022 here in, in in Las Vegas, the Centurion Lounge, which is different, which is much, much easier to get into. <clears throat> I started experiencing having to wait in a line, and that was a shocker. I actually remember calling in to complain. I sent back agree with uh, Delta that there needs to be changes. Uh, I'm not the CEO. I, I agree with the vast majority of the things that he's doing. I would do the same. You know, you need to cater to the, you need to cater to your direct, it's not your direct clients. And we obviously know that we can get, well, I'm not going to give out any more gems unless you guys stay tuned and continue listening. But, you know, <laughs> getting a refundable flight or just doing whatever it takes just to be able to get into the lounge and because you have card access, no. Now there are specific requirements that you have to do, reach, or accomplish before you're even granted access into the lounge. I think it's going to cut back on a bunch of the snoozy little losers uh, manufacturer spenders, people that do travel hiking, going in and out of uh, loopholes. And I think the actual clients of Delta Sky Lounge uh, is going to, uh, I think the rates are going to go up. This is for customer experience, you know, right. for the business people, for the first class people. Remember, it is a privilege to be in there. They don't actually have to allow you to be in there. It is a privilege to be in there. And when you strip that privilege from the actual customers of delta you're doing a disservice to them so uh, i mean i i i 100 back uh, the ceo uh did he go uh, a little extreme maybe but uh it's always going to be a shit show when there's changes always whether it's a small change or a big change it's always going to be a shit show it'll wear out though because eventually people are going to be like you know what i can't go in there period you know and just accept it 
Correct. Correct. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Alexis, bro. The travel, the travel hacker himself. Yeah, so I think for me, when it comes to these changes that Delta Airlines made, I remember that literally I talked about this on a previous podcast where I was able to attain Delta gold medallion status. And I, if you guys want to listen on, on how I achieved it, I explained it in a previous podcast episode. So I'm not going to run through the details again, but basically during COVID times, there was a specific card from American Express and if you guys don't know already they partner with Delta Airlines Amex both of them are partners so what that means is that when I got that bonus and because this was in COVID times when travel was obviously very limited and no one was traveling you know like almost no one this meant that by the time that COVID restrictions started to go down basically any the travel industry wanted uh, incentives to start getting people to travel again so because of that they included like basically one-time incentives where it was much easier to get status so I took advantage of this right because I knew that like normally like no credit card will give you like very easy fast track way to like get status so I knew that going um, going into that credit card that I applied for the business platinum with Delta so because I knew that I was able to get gold medallion status and I used it for for this year to my trip to New York again you know it's in the previous podcast episode but basically it, that was an easy first class flight that I took all for free you know like I MS'd it so basically for the most part it's free right you know like very little fees and whatnot but you know, keep in mind that Delta doesn't usually do that. You know, these airlines aren't going to make getting status easy. Like, as a matter of fact, you know, getting airline status is like fairly hard, you know, like there's ways to do it, but like, it's just hard overall. You know, it's easier to get like car rental status, hotel status, etc. But like with airlines, it's difficult, you know? So like, if you have status with airlines, you know, you, you, you either like spend a lot or you travel a lot that's basically what it is so when i was able to get this status you know like i may not necessarily be the type of client you know that belongs because i i'm not always you know flying for like business sole, solely business purposes right you know like i'll throw in you know occasionally some they call it pleasure trips you know some personal trips so I'm not like the ideal client per se, you know, so that's kind of why they want to cut down. And what, where I'm going at with this is that when I was at New York, the Sky Clubs were packed and that kind of got me pissed off because I wanted to chill, you know. I, I even went there early, but I saw this line, it wasn't moving. That got me mad. A year ago, I was, um, I flew to Charlotte, made a stop in Atlanta. And if you guys don't already know, Atlanta is like the main hub for Delta Airlines. So you already know it's going to be busy, you know, like as a matter of fact, they have like, I want to say six Sky Clubs over there in, in the Atlanta airport, airport alone. So they have something like six terminals or seven terminals. And like only one terminal doesn't have a Sky Club basically or something like that, you know, like some might even have two because it's like 
Delta flies there a lot, so I went there. Same thing, you know, like there was already a line, you know, like the Sky Club hadn't even opened and there was already a big line, but thankfully, like it was only like um, I got there as soon as like it opened, so very little wait. But my point is that, you know what, the CEO is right. There's a lot of people that are crowding the, these Sky Clubs, too many people that have statuses. Some of them, you know, like probably will keep the status. Most of them won't. And it's just, you know, I think it is a good fix, you know, but mainly echoing what Eddie was saying, you know, did he take it too far? He probably did, you know, and that's the reason why, you know, like he had to step in, say, you know what, I kind of messed up, you know, we're going to like loosen these changes. We're going to extend it to, I believe, 2025. So again, you know, we still have a year to go or just over a year to go until these effects um, effects take place. But again, you know, it's not a good look when you're the CEO and you have to kind of half revert your changes that you announced days ago. Um, I don't know why like these CEOs or these executives don't like take um, one more, I, I guess, more time to like think about like their own actions, you know, cause like, if you would have asked someone else, you know, like, any other travel expert, you know, you were bound to see these people mad, you know. But overall, I think it's it's a good idea. I'm tired of, of like, these furus, you know, that, that call themselves travel hackers, etc. Like, oh, you know, like, I, I know how to get into, like, these lounges for free and what whatnot, you know. Like, they're, they're crowding the lounges, you know. I think it's a good change. But they did, you know, overstep these changes. So that's my thoughts. Yeah, I actually absolutely agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna sound very controversial here, and I'm because I'm more hardcore. Like I am, I'm a business owner as well. I have multiple businesses, and it's not like um, I have stupid money either. And I totally understand, but it's very frustrating when I travel. Now I was traveling a lot, you know, earlier in the year. I was going to Vegas all the time, staying with my boy Eddie, but but all the times I was there is mostly like for business purposes, right? I was never going there for like stupid things. We hardly ever went to the club. We stopped going to the club altogether. Like I'm there to work. And it was super frustrating when I was going to the, like waiting on the airport. And it's like, dude, what what are you doing? You and your nine dogs over here. Like what the, how many service dogs do you need on the lounge, bro? Like how much, how much depression do you have for to be not able to get on the on the airport? I don't know, but anyways, anyways, um, I think, like I said, I have very strong opinions about this, and I mean, this might be a controversial statement, but I think that what the CEO did was absolutely right, because here's the deal: at the end of the day, I think. More people, if they were to sit down and think about this, they were going to realize, holy shit. You know what? I I would pay a little bit more to get a way better customer experience. Right? Like, I would, I, it's okay for me to pay a little bit more and get a better service to get better value. And it's all a value trade. And that's what people don't understand. If if I were to tell you, 
Alexis, I'll give you, if you give me $100, I'll give you $1,000. Well, that'd be, a, that'd be an offer so good it's stupid to say no, right? Alex Ramosi. But if, I were to, if you were to give me $100 and I give you $10 back, then you'd be like, what the fuck? Of course I would be pissed off. You, you should be pissed off. But so what people are doing right now when they don't even realize is that they're paying $100 worth of, of money for these annual fees for whatever they have to do. And then they're getting a $10 value service. They're, they're paying hundreds of dollars to stand outside in line. And and they they have the audacity to get mad when we're like, hey, we're gonna charge a little bit more so we can get rid of these losers crowding these places. For you guys who actually are are our target audience to get actually good customer service. I see nothing wrong with that. Like there's nothing wrong for the company to realize, holy shit, we're losing a lot of money in this. We're we're dissatisfying our loyal customers because, dude, the 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 traveler hackers. I'm sorry, Alexis, you guys are not loyal. You guys are like jumping from airline to airline like a slut on some sloppy ass dick, bro. Like, dude, like, come on, like, eh. I want to rebuttal that. Like, Delta is my airline, but I okay, know what true, you mean. True, true, true. I, I, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? But so. We, but we're like getting all these benefits for free, like close to down free, you know? So it's like, okay, hey, sh shut up. Like you have nothing to complain about. Like, and for all those people paying extra annual fees and they're not even traveling that much, then yeah, don't fucking get that credit card. Like, don't do that. Like, right? So yeah, man, I, I, think, I think it's super funny to see how people they get entitled to things so fucking quickly. Like, it is their company. If you don't fucking like it, go to another one. That's the beautiful thing about the, the economy. That's so be the, uh, the funny, the cute thing, the good thing about, about capitalism. There's multiple companies out there. If you don't like the changes that Delta is doing, then you're going to find an airline that caters to you, to your needs, to your specifics, to who you are as a person, right? To, to your needs. So if Delta is not the, the price for you, that you need to move. You need to find something else. And, and that is fine, right? And hey, if they really screw up, now I'm not saying that, hey, companies can't screw up. I'm not saying that companies are like, every single decision is gonna be the best decision to make, but they gotta make an informed decision. Trust me, like, Alexis, you don't think you don't think that the CEO got on hours of conference meetings with his team to analyze what would be the best compensation structure to actually benefit the people that he's servicing, right? Like this is a multi what multi billion dollar company, multi million? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Probably billion, right? I'm pretty sure he has enough smart fucking people on his team. I'm pretty sure he has a lot of MBAs and PhDs in his payroll. Like, I'm pretty sure he has a lot of people for him to make an informed decision. And to be honest with you, at the end of the day, they're looking at profits. So if they were to look, okay, we're going to make a compensation structure plan to target those that 
are loyal customers. And here's the deal. I just gave the same advice to my my barber. My barber, the guy I pay money to cut my hair, I told him he needs to raise his prices. Right? Why is that? Because I even told him, like, dude, if you go more for the luxury experience, first of all, you're going to keep growing. Dude, you've been doing this for years. You're talented. You, like, why? He He's like, I am booked three weeks in advance. Holy shit. You have a lot of security. Why? Because you have lined up appointments for three weeks in advance. Right? So that means that is a statistic, a KPI, a key performance indicator that is screaming at you, telling you your prices are too low because there are too many people are demanding your services. So please, and it doesn't have to be a crazy increase. It can be like going from $65 a haircut. Yes, it's $65 a haircut to 70, right? Go to 70, test out the waters. Are you gonna lose some people? Absolutely. Are you gonna realize who are your loyal customers and who are your true customers? Like. The, or the customers that you are moving towards, right? Because there's always bigger fish. There's always people that are willing to pay more money. And since your time is correlated, or your money, the money that you earn is correlated to the amount of time you spend cutting hair because he can't like start cutting two people hair at the same time. He can only cut X amount of people a day, period. He can no longer increase that. So the only thing he can increase is not the number of customers he asks per day is the amount of money he gets per customer. So the LTV value of the customer, right? So how does he do that? He needs to increase his prices. He's working like a dog. He has no day, like no days off. He literally has no days off and he is literally not even taking his lunch breaks. So, right? So it's like, if he has that much demand, he needs to increase his prices because then eventually he's going to go down to like one week in advance book. But then eventually after a few months, he's going to keep rebuilding that new clientele. And then he's going to keep getting, now he's going to keep getting booked three months in advance, right? I'm oh, sorry, three weeks in advance with that new price. And then at that, when that happens again, guess what? Increase price again, right? Now, and that is exactly what the CEO did of Delta did, right? He saw a huge demand. Everybody wants to go in our lounges. Everybody is wanting our services. Everybody wants to be part of Delta. But we are at a capacity. We are no longer satisfying our clients. We need to increase prices to detract all the clients who don't give us value or, or the clients who don't have life, a, a good LTV, right? We need to focus, cater, and narrow our avatar, our clientele, and focus and cater to them. And to be honest with you, yeah, Delta is like a huge business class, right? Airline. What do you think, Alexis? You you fly Delta all the time. What do you say most of the people, like the true customer, like the guys who you truly see, or like, like what Delta is trying to emulate? I feel like they're more like business, first class, like, high high quality clients you know luxury clients what do you think yeah definitely you know so when i've flown in in with delta um i go see the, the lounges and the reason why i mentioned the lounges is because like for example in washington dc you guys may know that it's very like corporate slash political so lots of people in suits but 
basically, you know, they're, they want to target the people that have business trips. So business executives, um, people in suits, you know, big spenders, etc. that travel for work. So the, the people with high net worths, you know, in other words. Correct. So that's what people don't understand. People don't understand that this company is realizing all these factors that they're no longer providing great service to the correct people that they're trying to target to, and that too many people came into the gate. And the way that they need to do that is by increasing prices because their demand is so high, right? Basic economics, demand and supply. Their demand is so high and their supply is low, so they need increased prices so they can regulate the amounts of demand they have and to be able to provide better service. That's what people don't understand. When a company increases prices, they're able to increase their profits. So then they're able to reinvest those profits into the, into the company and give a better customer experience to those clients. And that is what they're doing. I don't see anything wrong with this. And this is what I've been preaching. I've been preaching this for months. When, when we were having a podcast and right before the podcast, I kept telling you guys like, oh my God, I just flown back from Las Vegas. Fucking ridiculous. I, they need to increase the price on the Amex. I like, I was this close to calling them and being like, Amex, you need to increase your prices. And here's the funny thing. All these credit travel hackers or like, like not the true ones. Like all these fake travel hackers, they're like, they're calling the, the banks to remove the annual fees. You want all these benefits and pay nothing for it, bro. Like that is like, shut the fuck up. Shut, go, go to your hole, bro. Go learn to make some money. Go like you're, you're a genius, but you're putting that genius in the wrong spot. So I, yeah, yeah. Man, I, I think, I think they're great, but I, I think, I think what Delta is doing is good now. Is it harder to reach that status? Yes, that's the whole fucking point. <laughs> like that's the whole fucking point. But but yeah, that's that's my fucking opinion. Um, I I'm Gucci. I I don't feel like I I get entitled to things very quickly though. I think that's my outlook in life. Um, I I don't need, you know, I I I got I got accustomed to the lounges, but like hey, if I if I can't get into one, there's still many out there that that uh, I can get into. And hey, man, if I can't get into one, like it's not the end of the day, too, dude. I just go chill, network with some, and talk to some people. They're waiting at the gate. Like that's that's cool. Like hey, whatever. It is what it is. Facts. Can you see every like Express was the first financed into? To, to to start cutting back. Does that make sense? Because now with the American Express uh platinum card, you have to spend at least seventy-five thousand. Uh I see this as a I see this as a call to action. Uh financial institutions, airlines, and even hotel businesses, anything or any financial institution that deals with points or statuses of that nature. <laughs> I feel like this is definitely a domino effect. And I also strongly believe that this is exactly why Chase, I, I strongly believe that Chase saw an opportunity to step.
So basically what Eddie was asking, what Mercado was asking is, Eddie, why do you look so handsome? All right, so you guys, the reason why I look so damn sexy today is because I've been fucking going to the gym consistently, like really good. Like this shirt's about a fucking rip, bro. Like I am so fucking ready. Like, I don't know if you guys can see this, like, but sheesh, right? That's what you were asking, right, Eddie Mercado? No. <laughs> I'm having technical difficulties. I know. I'm, I'm having messing with you, bro. We heard nothing, and then we heard Chase, and then you disappeared, bro. All right, so can you guys hear me now? Yes. yes. Go for it. All right. What I said is, I believe American Express was the very first financial institution to step in and start making changes in the cuts. So now with the American Express Platinum Card, that's what grants you access to the Centurion lounges. Before it was just the actually the Centurion card Centurion card holders, correct? But they lowered that down to the American Express Platinum cards. That also grants you access to the Centurion lounges. Now, in order for you to bring a guest in, you had to have spent at least seventy five thousand dollars in that year. I don't think that's a lot of money. <laughs> so. Then, then you see uh, Delta doing this, causing this disruption, which I think is great. Also, I 100% agree. And I also, I, I, I want to say, or I believe that Chase saw an opportunity to step in because they are now building their own reserve lounges. So it's been a long time coming. We have yet to go and... What the three of us, the one one of us at least has to go and check them out. I mean, I'm I'm down to go check out the reserve lounges. I can only assume that they're going to be really really good. Absolutely. I don't want my expectations. I don't want my expectations to be too high, but I I assume that it's really really good. So solid, yeah, I definitely solid. want to go just to check it out. But to be honest with you, it's not a priority to me. I'm super hyper focusing on my business. I'm focusing on 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 different things, and it's like not right now. It's not. Beef. And anyways, to be honest with you, bro. Like the day that I tell myself I'm ready to travel is because I already have a fucking $23 million jet. Like, you know, now am I going to be traveling? Yes. I, I I need to do podcasts. I need to, I need to travel. I need to network. I need to go to do events. Obviously I'm going to be traveling, you know, from time to time, but I'm going to try to hunker down somewhere and just like, like literally I want to grind for the next two to three years and then just like, see where that takes me you know um of course six months can change your life imagine, well, imagine six, what yeah but then what people don't realize is that six months may not be enough and they need to do like holy shit the amount of stuff that i know now and i've been in the credit game since 2019 but i didn't start like official llc everything built out for my company until um 2021 2021 was the year I officially started Sky Credit Enterprise. And what people don't realize is that I know now so much more than what I did back then. And it's only been two years since then, right? I'm such a better owner of a company. I know how to run a business way better. And I know like the more you learn, the more you realize like the shit that you don't know. Like <laughs> the more, the, the better you get, the more you realize like, fuck, I suck. Right. So, but then again, 
you know, you compare yourself back to like one or two years and then you realize, holy shit, I am a lot better. But, but yeah, man. Um, Let's close out that topic. Yeah. I think we need to move on to the next topic. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> All right, Alexis. Next topic. Oh, oh my goodness, Alexis, stop! It's because I have my. I have Are you my, talking to yourself? No, I I have the no, Amazon you... product, the one that activates with when you. Hear oh. My name. Oh. Yeah. Alexa, so, stop! <laughs> you guys are trolling me. All right, so you're so just... next topic that we have. So. You're stimulating AI. <laughs> stimulating ai that's cool. although before we get there i got one big announcement let's hear it big announcement you guys i don't know if you guys knew this but we do these calls for you guys from the bottom of our hearts we love you guys we love anybody that is listening to us we do this to be able to share our knowledge so i have one big major ask if you're loving this episode if you're liking what we do please hit the like and subscribe button. It really helps us out. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you're listening to us, please leave a review. We highly, highly appreciate it. If you want us to provide more value to more people, to more entrepreneurs, to people who like credit business or you know finances, please go ahead and, and do any of those. We would highly appreciate it. We don't sell anything. We don't make no money from these, from these Zoom calls. I am taking time out of my day. Alexis is taking time out of his busy day. He is an amazing entrepreneur and he's taking time out of his day to provide value to you guys. Please, please, please go ahead and and, and do that. That's all we ask, man. That's all we ask. So Alexis, second topic, bro. This is a good one. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, let's go ahead and get right into it. Student loan debt slash forgiveness. During these past few months is uh, mainly when Biden first got into office, a big part of his agenda was we want to, we want to include student loan forgiveness. You know, there was what always, some... I was sorry, sorry to cut you off, but you were uh, skeptical, right? Who was skeptical? That, were you going to say that you were, you were skeptical? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Dude. Yeah. Same. That's what I've been saying, dude. As soon as he announced it, I was like, bullshit. I couldn't believe it because, dude, like that is the number one asset of the United States. Mm. That is literally the number one asset, the thing that they have the most money. So I don't understand, like, you know. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that's exactly what I was getting at, you know. So Biden first got into office. His agenda was we want to cut down on student loan debt. May not be all of it, you know, but at least a good amount or some sort of amount. And this was, you know, like this was his point when he was running. He got into it. And and then we go see, you know, he tries to do some sort of thing. Congress tries to do another sort of thing. And in the end, you know, like we think, you know, that people are the students are going to have their loan forgiven or some some amounts. There's a lot of backlash and. What I kind of want to say is that I was really skeptical and for several reasons, right? You know, because of one, legality. You have to figure out, you know, one, is student loan debt able to be forgiven? If so, how much amount? If so, like, 
if we are able to forgive it, you know, like how do we how do we meet meet these requirements or like what requirements do we impose, etc. Like that's the legality side, right? And then we also have um, let's call it the political side. It's been a long time that we've had um, one party control all chambers of of our um, of our political system. So we have three branches, right? We have the the president, the the exactly. House of Representatives, and the Senate. So what mm -hmm. I'm trying to get at is that it's been a long time since we've had you know like one party control the majority of all chambers. And why that is important is because. Because when you have the majority, whether you think, you know, um, whether you agree with that party or not, it makes it much easier to pass legislation and your own agenda, right? So, but even if you do have majorities, you can get away with a simple majority because the Senate, you know, you need 60 votes to, to confirm, you know, to basically pass any agenda. So that means, you know, you need a, just a bit of a more of a majority. So what I'm trying to get at is that we don't have that majority right now. You know, we have a House of Representatives that's controlled by the Republicans, the Senate currently by the Democrats and Biden is, of course, a Democrat. So, so I was going to mention that I was skeptical because it's already going to be difficult to pass any sort of student loan forgiveness the way that the political... Um, parties are set up right now like it's just not going to be feasible so let's go ahead and take a look at the current news and let's see so this are the these are the top stories that you see hopefully you guys can see it on the screen but where's the ai buddy oh there's no ai for this one because i think it's top stories so they rather go for top stories i guess but uh, usually there's an ai button so let's see i got you Biden announces $9 billion of student debt relief. Um, and then we also see that Biden cancels $9 billion. So I'm trying to see if... Well, that's a, if that's a lot less than the $40 billion that they sent to Ukraine. Yeah, so, so exactly. So they, they have a big budget, right? So they have a lot of things to do. And it's just for me, it's going to be difficult to see any sort of progress when it comes to student loan debt and... I think for me, the biggest thing that that's going to fool a lot of people is going to be critical. And it's for the following reason. If you wish to partake in this student loan debt forgiveness program thing, or let's just say that it is confirmed, right? You have to confirm your debt. Why that matters is because if you're going, if you're fixing your credit and you have confirmed your debt, it's going to make it much more difficult, like drastically more difficult to like remove any student loan debt. Like if you were to, you know, go with a credit report, um, credit, um, why, why am I blinking out right now? But a credit agency that can fix your credit, right? So it's going to make it much more difficult, like once you verify your debt. So when these people are playing around with student loan debt, you know, and they say like, oh, you know, we are going to forgive some debt, you know, and the people are great, you know, like, I'll go ahead and take a look into this program, you know, like, I'll give you my details, blah, blah, blah. Here you go. They basically verify their debt. And then, you know, like, what, like weeks later, months later, they're like, oh, you know what, we're having issues, like, we're not going to do this thing anymore. That screws a lot of people over, you know, because now 
they're stuck with this debt, it's going to be incredibly hard to remove this student loan debt. And for me, you know, that's my opinion. And I don't think we're getting anywhere with this student loan forgiveness debt, you know, because another reason is that these, the government, they make a lot of money, you know, with student loan debt because it's very high. And let's go ahead and hear from Eddie. He has more on student loan debt. Yeah, actually. All right. So I actually also have AI software. So, so let's take a look at this. Current news on the Biden's student loans, loan forgiveness. This is what what's currently happening. Biden, President Biden has recently announced the cancellation of an additional $9 billion in student loan debts, affecting approximately 125,000 borrowers. This brings the total approved debt cancellation by the Biden-Harris administration to $127 billion. $127 billion. Eddie Mercado, this is for you. Let me repeat that one more time. $127 billion uh, benefiting nearly 3.6 million borrowers. Number two, the Biden administration continues to address the issue of student loan debts with the latest moves aimed to providing relief to borrowers struggling with unsustainable debt burdens. What are those? Okay, a little bit, a little more breakdown. Here we go. Biden administration has recently announced a plan a plan to forget up to $20,000 in federal student loans for eligible borrowers. The plan is aims to provide relief to borrowers who are struggling to repay their loans, particularly those, this, listen to this, you guys, particularly those who took out loans to attend a for-profit colleges or universities that has since closed. That means that the university or colleges no longer exist or they cannot even complete to receive a diploma. The plan is expected to benefit millions of borrowers and could make a significant difference in their ability to repay off their loans. And if you guys want to visit for more information, visit the Federal Student Aid website or just contact your loan servicer. All right. So opinions. Opinions. Now, there's many ways that we can take a look at this. We can take a look at the aspect of is it fair, first of all, that taxpayers have to pay people's debt, you know, yes or no. What do you guys believe? The right. other thing is like, is it financial sense? Does it make financial sense? Right. And second of all, this, is this enough? Like if, if, if we are supposed to be helping people, is this enough? Is this actually enough to make it a, a dent? Like, right. So, so Eddie Mercado, you just said no. Why, why is that? I don't think it's fair for someone else to be paying for your financial education. Okay. Well, what about this? I'm I'm a plain devil's advocate. I'm gonna be an asshole to to you. I'm gonna be the okay. Now I'm not gonna say that out loud. <laughs> I'm gonna be an asshole. Okay. Well, Eddie, why not, dude? That's the whole point. If people get come like the whole point of a government is to help people in need. You know. If we tell people that that education is a scam, that going to college is a scam, it's because luckily we've been able to see a better another side. And unfortunately, out of those people that were told, out of everybody that was told, hey, Eddie, go get a degree. Hey, Eddie, go spend all these thousands of dollars and get a degree because that is what the American dream is, right? And especially for all those people that they, they were pushed and and 
influenced, right? They were influenced to go and do that decision. They were told, this is the best decision that you're going to do in your life. They were defrauded by the American educational system. They were defrauded by the financial system. They were defrauded by their own government. So shouldn't their, their government at least give them some sort of break? I don't think taxpayers should have to pay for someone else's um, education. Right. It is not their duty. Um, but if essentially, if I was going to a university and I, I paid the full tuition, whatever, pulled out loans, whatever. Um, actually, I just added an extra point, but let's say I just took out a loan and I owe it, but the school shut down and I can't complete my degree. Why should I have to pay even then? If it closes down, why can't it get that refunded? And now just to add this to the mix, what if somebody paid upfront because people have like wealthy parents and they they paid upfront for them and they can no longer complete their degree? You know, I it's it's a really, really screwed situation. I don't know which way it's gonna go in which direction it's gonna go. Um, there's obviously like uh I, I do know when when people heard oh, sleepy Byron is going to forgive $10,000 or $20,000 now. People are like super, super happy. There's obvious qualifications, you know? Like there's obvious qualifications of like, were you a taxpayer? Were you this? How much money did you make? I'm, I'm sure there's going to be qualifications. Like did you, were right. you a, a student on campus? Um, what was your living uh, situation at the time? You know, can you prove it? So uh, it, it's a pretty screwed situation. Uh, at the end of the day, if if you can get your ducks lined up, you're obviously going to take advantage of every single situation. I would, you know. I also okay. Can't... Okay. Well, well, here's the deal. I let 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 me rebuttal some things. Let me rebuttal some things. Okay, just like how, okay, to be to give you my opinion. I think that if you were scammed, like, right, you, you were told, like, for example, I got a high school, I want to go to the trade school, or I want to get a, a degree, and I want to go to these for-profit colleges, whatever. I want to go to a college here in my hometown. I don't want to travel. I don't want to move. And I see this great opportunity of me be able to get a degree in two to four years at this uh, community college or this, or, you know, this college or for-profit university. And... I am two years in, working hard, getting good grades. And then it turns out to be a fucking scam. They go ahead and, and shut the school down, take all the money, and leave you high and dry. And you took federally backed student loans, right? Where they're backed by the government. They're backed by the government to protect the lender, not to protect the students, right? So, so here's the deal, man. Have you been scammed in business, bro? Yes. Yeah. Okay. This How much what... money do you think you've been scammed out of? Collectively? Just a ballpark number. I know we probably don't keep this in. No, approximately $87,000. All right. There you go. $87,000. Have you ever charged back a credit card? Yes. Because you were scammed? Yes. All right. So 
Why the fuck does the bank have to pay for your boo boo, bro? I don't think the I don't think the bank I don't think the bank is paying. I think it's taking out it's taking the money back from well technically one one want someone is paying for it because okay. if 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 you pay me ten thousand dollars for a service and you deposit that money in my bank account <clears throat> i take that money out in cash you go ahead a month later i never complete the service you call me i ignore you i i block you you can't get a hold of me you offer you do a chargeback on the credit card if you win that case, which that sounds like a very easy case to win on a chargeback, who do you think is the losing person? My bank or your bank? It would be my bank. Right? So why the hell does your bank have to suffer because you didn't know how to do your own due diligence? That is true. That is That is a very, very good point. That's see guys, this is why we do this. Only points podcast. We like <laughs> to cover every angle. Exactly. I mean, <clears throat> here's the deal. I, I believe that there should be consequences to everybody's mistake. I when I got into business, I lost three hundred and thirty thousand dollars because I didn't know how to do business. And guess what? That is my fault. And I blame myself truthfully to myself. Now, is it is it truly my fault that I got scammed? You know, like, no, I think those people that scan me and my family, they should be held responsible and liable and they should give me every single penny back. But guess what? Four years later, five years later, actually, I have not gotten a single penny back and I'm still paying those $330,000, right? So that is a learning lesson that I had to do. It costed me $330,000, but it, it, is, it was at the end of the day, my responsibility. Now, should the government step in and, and you know, do a whole investigation against them and you know take them to jail because they actually scam multiple families here in san diego yeah they definitely should right but at the end of the day i need to do some self-accountability myself because here's the deal people like people understand that there's consequences consequences to everybody's actions so every action you take there's going to be a consequence it can be a good consequence or a bad consequence or whatever like neutral like you don't care but no one is willing to pay the price. No one is willing to pay the price because people don't understand that what truly motivates people and what truly helps people learn is pain. If you're a kid and you see fire and you decide to touch it because it looks pretty, you're going to quickly learn to never fucking touch fire again. If you get on a bicycle, you ride your bicycle and you don't put a helmet on, you don't put some protection on, you fall, you scrape your knee, you're going to quickly learn that that's a dumb shit to do. You know, should there be things in place to protect us like that helmet, like those knee pads that the government can do to protect us? Just like how the banking financial institution decided to put credit card or uh, purchase protection on credit cards to protect our dumb asses from, from getting scammed. Yeah, there should. Right. So, I mean, everything with moderation, right? Everything with moderation. I think as long as it is as long as it is financial sound for the government to be able to do something, then they should do it for the benefit of the people. Sure. But when it is no longer uh, uh, like sound to do that, when it's when it's going to put a huge 
burden into our economy, then that's when I say, you know, we should not do it. And I'm not a fucking economist to be able to tell the government what to do and what not to do. So at the end of the day, I would say, you know what? Right now, bro, I don't know the I don't know the ramifications of, of doing this. I don't know if this is even gonna take a dent on our fucking economy or if this is or if this is gonna fucking cost the economy to come collapsing down tomorrow. I have no idea. So I don't know whether this is a good or bad uh, investment, right? But hey, at least I am happy for those people that hey, if, if you know, especially for those who who really got fucked over, scammed, and and for all those uh, psychology majors, I hope this is really helping you guys out, and and I hope you guys are learning from your mistakes, right? Um, but at the same time, like there should be some accountability. I think I think you guys should like because think about it. When you guys hurt yourself when you guys fuck up mess up and it's hurting yourself financially to make those payments guess what you're going to tell your kids you're going to you're going to you're going to educate those people around you in your circle in your environment your network and be telling them those dangers right so you're going to be telling them hey i realized that getting going to college and and getting a degree was not the american dream after all you know so um, I think this only uh, educates the public and it helps people become more self-accountable. Um, but I, at the same time, I, I'm glad that like, you know, we we can't be like, fuck any everybody. We, we are not going to help our brothers and sisters. Like that's what the whole point of the government is for, to be able to help us out and, and help us uh, move on. Opinions, credit checker. Yeah, so I basically kind of want to add on to what you've basically been echoing. And for me, I don't think it's that good of an idea to, or not, not good of an idea, but I don't really like the idea that taxpayers have to basically pay a little more out of their own money to, to forgive these student loans. And for me, I just, I don't really like that, you know. It's not an idea that I'm fond with, but I want to counter that by saying that on the contrary, like if you were to ask me, you know, hey, like, should universities be free? You know, I would say, yeah. And and you think like uh, I have Eddie here say no, but for, for me, like the reason why I say yes, because of course, you know, like for, for me, you know, overall, it is a scam, you know, like the the way that our, we have our education system. It, set up it is a scam you know like in my opinion and i'm pretty sure we all agree on that um the three of us but i'd rather have more educated people than than bums you know people that like that like are literally stupid dumb idiots you know like that don't know what they're doing so so that was my that was one of my things that i wanted to point out and the other thing that i wanted to say is that I'm not really fond of these forgiveness programs thing. And I want to mention that when we had COVID, right? The pandemic shutdowns, all of that. If you guys remember, the airlines had big hits because of course no one was traveling, you know, like everything was shut down. And when these airlines were basically like, they were going bankrupt, you know, like they were at, at their lowest points obvious for obvious reasons so what did the government had to do they had to bail them out because 
they of course weren't would not be able to operate under these conditions and of course it's not their fault right you know it they, it's the pandemic it, you can't really blame it on a single person or entity you know or, or so on but yes we can china china virus and that wuhan takes. laboratory fuck all those researchers they killed so many people not nah, like controversial statement you guys hot takes hot take pancakes only uh, only sicilian smackers here there we go so so what i wanted to add is that i don't really like this idea that we we need to as taxpayers bail out people or companies or industries that because they couldn't do um figure it out or or hold our what do you call it um or not hope for the best but like plan for the best you know because these airlines you know like they they had some sketchy sketchy business models where like i think they they bought like some of their own shares and because they owned a lot of their shares and when those shares tanked like they had no money you know so these share buybacks i think they were called um back in the um back in COVID times they had too many share buybacks um particularly like i want to say delta and american like all the big airlines but they weren't able to like get their finances together and because of that you know of course the co the pandemic you know it affected them but like right. them not being able to like manage their own finances like properly uh forced the government to bail them out well they filed for bankruptcy hertz right mm -hmm. uh, other travel companies filed for bankruptcy because of, of the pandemic to be honest with you, I'm pretty sure they just did it on purpose to restructure their debt and be forgiven a lot of debt. And guess what? Because they're not like us. If we file for bankruptcy and we owe Chase $10,000, we will be blacklisted from Chase for the rest of our lives. But these major companies, they file for bankruptcy. They think it's cute. They restructure their debt and they go get money again from the same financial institution because they're worth billions. Even th they can make no profit and they can be worth billions of dollars. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. So, so for me, you know, like, I don't like that idea that, that these huge conglomerates are able to get away, you know, with, with things that like we cannot get away with as individuals, you know, it's, it's a corrupt system that we have, you know, but it's a system that we have to work with. So. So to get back to the point, no, I, I don't think it's a good idea. I'm not fond of the idea that taxpayers have to like suck up some of their own money to to get rid of student loan debt. You know, I don't like it. I have this thing that's that sleepy Byron literally just wants to make sleepy Joe. Sleepy Byron, I I have a I have this theory where he literally just wants to have the spotlight on him just so that he doesn't fall asleep. Like no. <laughs> wants to be a part of the fucking conversation hot takes on that because because not to change the subject right now how they're doing like the presidential campaigns i don't know if you guys saw but donald trump is like he's he threw like an f-bomb that's indict the motherfuckers <laughs> and it was I, I i think i think sleepy byron just wants to be a part of the conversation 24 7 yeah dude that's so funny dude one of the i think we've talked about this in the podcast before one of the funniest things i've seen on social media in the last year is that ai 
where they're copying the, the presidential voices oh. and they're playing modern warfare and it's the funniest thing dude they're roasting each like other dude room. i Chuck wish room. politics were that dirty bro like i would pay attention every day that shit would be funny yeah. but a uh, quick hot take that we got from alexis two controversial statements damn this our boy just decided to uh fucking go after republicans today he woke up on the wrong side <laughs> of bed he woke up and chose violence at his game mode today he he woke he popped out of his mama's and he chose hardcore mode on, on life actually no that's eddie mercado <laughs> that's actually you bro um two things you don't like the companies that you're doing and this is what i tell people like at the end of the day my ideology is this is if we can't beat them, I'm going to join them. Like, exactly. period. Like, this is why I'm trying to create companies because I understand that's the playbook in America. We unfortunately, we live in a, in a society that the tax law and the government benefits those type of entities. So I'm going to go ahead and do what is best for myself and my family and for the people that I love, right? And I'm going to go there. But that doesn't mean that I have to become them. Right. I'm going to use the law in advantage to take care of the people that I love, but I want to be able to give back. Like I truly want to be able to provide a, be a champion of my people because I believe my ethics are a different standard or I uphold my own ethics to a different standard period. Just because I, that's, that's what I, that's sort of the type of quality people that I want to attract in my life. Right. But the other second controversial statement we got is that university should be free. College should be free. Education should be free. <laughs> right. Fucking pissing Mercado off over there. That's you know what? You want to know my fucking take? Is that Alexis is fucking right, boy, dude? What? Alexis is fucking right, dude. Think about it. This dude, all the whole point. If if I had an organization, I would provide as much educational resources to my team to become the most fucking smartest and killer people in any subject possible and whatever they want to do they want to focus on if i'm running a government or a company right if like think about business wise dude i'm bringing mentors i'm bringing courses i'm providing resources i do you guys need to get educated every single day in the morning we do a morning call it's an hour and 30 minutes long sometimes it lasts two hours why the whole first 30 minutes is motivational, educational, how to become a better public speaker, how to become better at this, things that we got to improve, right? Education, dude. That's how we we progress as a civilization, as a human species, as a country, right? This is how we progress. Education needs to be so abundant. Dude, Alex Hormosi, does he charge for any of his educational resources? No, fucking zero. Why? Because he understands that education is the key. I, you know, again, like right now, uh, unfortunately, college is 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 a uh, is paid, and and this sounds like a crazy socialist idea, which I I don't think it needs to be. It doesn't need to be this like political thing. Like, bro, we need to educate our people. When we educate our people, when we educate our fucking team, we educate those people around us we can go ahead and then we can produce more. We have more quality, you know, quality, yeah, quality employees, right? Prospects, leads, people who are educated, people we can partner up and do great things together. And we don't have to deal with stupid people. Like, holy shit, bro. 
Like social media has just emphasized how many stupid people there is in America. Period. Right? We got people who think the earth is flat. Can you fucking believe that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you, Mercado, bro. Um, I'm not even mad. I have to rebuttal that because I don't agree that school should be free because um, fact of the matter is some degrees are worth more than others. A communications degree, a psychology degree is not the same as a uh, physics degree. It's not the same as a, uh, a mathematics degree. It's not the same value of a political science degree. It's not the same thing as that. Okay, a, but do you, okay, yeah. Okay, so you when you say a value, it's because you're going to make, that person that gets that type of degree is going to make more money. Correct, yes. When he comes, however, however, that doesn't mean that it's going to cost more to teach it. It's still some dude earning fifty to $60,000 a year on a chalkboard and that is it, right? So unless, I mean, like there, maybe, maybe, how about this? How about whatever department needs to spend more money to provide the resources in order to teach it. Because for example, mechanical engineering degrees, dude, they need to buy CNC machinery. They need to buy these multi-million dollar machines. So they, you can learn how to do like uh, the CAT scans. They, they got to pay for software. So yeah, there's some departments that probably have to allocate more resources versus like the English departments, right? Uh I absolutely because the so, English department is just books and computers. <laughs> I 100% agree. I 100% agree with the vast majority of the things that you're saying. Um, it just isn't fair that I, I have a passion for doing oil changes and repairing tires versus someone else being really, really good at biology. And it's, it's actually quite backwards. I love biology. I love, I love, I love biology, but you cannot compare the salary of somebody that uh, i don't know that's uh, again like maybe like you cannot compare a neuroscientist to someone else that uh, i don't know what's 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 one of those little random degrees well no like, look i totally understand that but it's not talking about like i don't want to say like it's not about fairness it's it's, it's about doing what's right right you know what i'm saying because yeah. here's at the end of the day like because look look dude if if this was a fair world i would be playing mariachi music still that's mm -hmm. what i want to do do you think i want to look at credit reports all day long fuck no do, do i still find it enjoyable yes why because i know i'm providing value i'm helping people out right it's nope. it's rewarding at the end when people tell me, dude, Eddie, thank you so much. Look at my credit score. Dude, I can show right now examples of somebody just messaged us yesterday, 139 point increase on TransUnion. Like, oh. and they send us a screenshot. They're like, dude, oh, Angie, to my credit repair director, she was like, oh, can you see this? Like, oh my God, right? Super happy. That's what I'm like working my ass for to, pro to make a difference in the world. But if this was a fair world, hey, why can't I make the same amount of money playing mariachi music as me being a CEO of a $10 million company because it's not the same shit. Hey man, if you decide, Hey man, if you decide that you want to do, uh, uh, be a motor mechanic or engineer, uh, you know, car, car mechanic, then cool. Hey, if that's what you're passionate about and that's what you want to stick your, your, your life earnings on, then go ahead. The, the, the education and the certifications are free right here.
But if you are talented and you're smart and you learn love biology and you want to go into a STEM field, then we also have those too. It, it's not like you're telling, it's not like we're not capping. There, there, there wouldn't be a cap where you couldn't go anywhere. Like anybody can, like as long as you qualify for the program, I guess, as long as you have the grades or qualifications or like you actually have the grades to be able to like, okay, we can see how you're going to want to do mechanical engineering right i was gonna say that you have to have like the like the the mental capacity because it's like oh hey i get to you know like i've uh, like social studies has always been my strong suit but let me see if i can go be a marine biologist and i take the classes all those resources wasted yada 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 and it's like hey i am no longer liable or responsible for paying the shit back i just wasted taxpayer money and yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, dude, I'm pretty sure I know some shit that I'm probably never going to make money from. That's I, because I, that was forced on us. That was forced on us. No, 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 no. Like I'm saying like things I've watched on YouTube because I found so fascinating things. I, I, I just learned and decided to pick up a book on. Uh, there's some art skills that I probably took a class on. Dude, I took a sailing class in, and, 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 Dude, in in uh in high school for my senior year for internship, my my like the what is that term called when it's like you have your first semester of school and then there's this break, but then you have a break where it's like of, of study, so you pick an elective and then you have your second intermission. Intermission, thank you for intermission. I I chose sailing, and then two years before for my sophomore, I chose art classes, and dude. I find joined that like, so, but here's the also the cool thing. I became an educated person on that subject. And now when I talk to people and some, like, for example, if I take an elective on biology, right? I take an elective on biology and I never want to be a biologist. I never want to do anything in the science community. I want to be a, a, a CEO. I want to run companies. I want to be doing business all the, to make money, right? Even though I took that elective, I don't think that it's a waste of money because now, dude, how like how educated am I with biology? Even though I don't even have a fucking degree, I can talk to you about the Krebs cycle and how ATP is created with the Krebs cycle. All right. Tell like that makes me an educated motherfucker. And that makes elevates my 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 status, that elevates the level of conversation I can do with people, that elevates the 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 type of networks I can go and talk to. Like, dude, that's not a waste. Like, you see what I'm saying? It Loki is a waste because like tell me why I tell me why we learned about Pythagorean's theorem in fifth grade and I still know that bullshit as for me. Because then you get people that believe the earth is flat because they can't do basic or arithmetic. And they don't know basic science. Like that's why. <laughs> right. Because no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I think I think well, I think yes, is it a useful skill for 99% of Americans? It is it's a useless skill because they're not gonna make money out of it. It's not gonna be a day-to-day -day basis. However, it keeps the average knowledge of the population keeps increasing. Because here's the deal: if you get a subject, if you you start you know, let's say math again and science. Back in the back 500 years ago, math was one plus two, right? Maybe some basic trigonometry, some basic geometry, 
And that was it. And like literally everybody knew about that, right? So everybody was average. So everybody was average. And then people, then people started coming and started thinking. They started becoming mathematicians. They did they, they decided to dedicate their entire life worth into this idea, this, this fucking thing that they were so fucking passionate about. Right? It's like you, okay, you biology, biology. Let's say you fucking spend 80 fucking years of your life dedicating yourself to learning about you know biology you you discovered let's say you discovered bacteria right you were the person who discovered bacteria for the first time and then now you have all these assholes who think they're the biggest shit and be like man little creatures living on your skin bro that is bullshit i think you're making this shit up I'm, i'm gonna keep curing myself with with fucking cocaine Right, because that's what this fake doctor is telling me. This fucking snake potion guy is telling me, right? So I'm gonna just keep doing that, and I think you're a fucking liar. The little fucking living things on my arm. What? What a fucking asshole, right? <laughs> right? And then you're like, well, what the fuck? And you get to a point where so many decades of fucking people doing that, they're dedicating themselves into a fucking like specific like niche. That the the knowledge advancements and the technology just goes far beyond like what any normal human being can possibly comprehend, starting like starting with no knowledge in that subject. And then that's when you get that disconnect of like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like that makes no sense to me because I haven't I Sean told me this fucking golden key thing. People don't even People don't even operate at the frequency to be able to receive the message. If you have no fucking understanding of the basic concepts of certain things, when somebody tries to educate you on something that is a higher level of education on that subject, you're that fucking that knowledge is going to go from one ear to another. So I think, yes, I think some, I think people need to at least understand the fundamentals of certain things of how we got a fucking cell phone, a computer, a fucking space rocket, all these things to be able to, like, that way it doesn't, like, that way we don't get people who, who, who like, don't know how to use a broom. I yeah. get what you mean, but that's literally in a perfect world. And I, again, I 100% back and I 100% agree with the, well, I agree with the vast majority of everything you're saying. I want education to be free too. It just wouldn't make sense. It just How, okay, really why wouldn't it make sense? Wouldn't make sense? Why wouldn't it, it make sense? It wouldn't make sense. What's the number one reason why wouldn't it make sense? Look, no, I can't. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it just can't be free. Why it's, not? I'm glad we can disagree with this though. Cool yeah, job. no, I, I, I totally, I love you, man. You're my best friend. But like, why? <laughs> it just can't. It, it just honestly can't. In, in all fairness, uh, the is it is it because it doesn't make financial sense? It doesn't. It just plain and simply doesn't. It, okay, it, if it, it if if it made financial sense, like if if the government was running like like a fucking business, smooth like a business, it had amazing profit margins it had everything and they had enough resource and they were able to allocate 0.0005% of their annual gross income or like net profits into literally providing the best educational core like 
education in the world has ever seen to every single American for fucking free. Would you say yes to that? Well, yeah, absolutely. I'm all for it. Like, I'm all for it. It just doesn't make financial sense. Okay, so it doesn't make financial sense. Okay, cool. No, but okay, so you do agree with it. You just don't agree that right now it's finan- it makes financial sense. I think I think when I was like all in on biology, which I still am, correct? Mm-hmm. It would be super dope to... It, how can I say this? Because I, I, I get what you mean, like... To the university, to the four-year university that I went to that took me six years to accomplish, six, almost seven years to accomplish, everybody paid the same exact amount for every semester. I get it. Right. So whether you went for communication, uh, social studies, uh, biology, uh, IT, we all paid the same amount. It's just it's it, 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 it's just that some some degrees are worth more than others. Um, I think as a mathematician, I don't think you can make more than 120000 and what you're saying is education is accessible and free. It already is. It literally already is. People are just looking at the wrong places for it. You you know this. Credit Jacker, you know this too. All the education is free. Matter of fact, uh, I'm not going to say who, but this bastard uh, literally said that he would show up to classes in, in Stanford and Harvard. No, no, was it Stanford or Harvard? One of those schools. They never kick them out. They never, they don't, they, they don't take. Well, yeah, uh, that is take... correct because they, the classes are big, but they, they're not walking at the end of the day with a diploma. You know what I'm saying? And that's the education. Yeah. But the diploma is the thing that gives you credibility. And so it's but... either you get the diploma or you spend the next six year grinding your ass, proving yourself to people. And then the work history is going to speak for itself. So what you're saying is you just want the certification. How does that like. What's the certification of me being capable of having a great conversation with you about a specific topic? Now, you listen, listen, listen. Okay, I'm, gonna, okay. I'm gonna admit this. I don't remember shit about the Krebs cycle. I have my bachelor's in biological science and minor in chemistry. You still remember the Krebs cycle. How is it that me with the degree, me with the certification, remember less than you do? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's true. But like, I mean, because you you haven't been on that field. I am super hyper passionate about certain things. And that's just something I'm super hyper passionate about. Like, do I still remember every single little tiny detail about it? No, I probably have to go refresh it. But I'm pretty sure that if you were to go get a textbook back and you were to take a look at it, it will take you five minutes to remember or 10 minutes, 15 minutes, then instead of studying it for the next week. You know what I'm saying? It would. I think I just need like a like a little splash to me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, bro. Dude, I'm trying to I'm 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 thinking of all these jokes that I want to say. I was like, no, that is not appropriate. (laughs) Pero, pero, okay. Dude, this is a great conversation. This is what I love doing. This is amazing. But if you guys enjoyed this podcast, you guys, please, please, again, uh, the only thing we ask for is for you guys to subscribe, like and promote this to your friends share it with people that you guys uh um that you guys care talk about. to share it with the people that you guys care about exactly um we do this for free you guys we make no money from this we don't make money off youtube we don't make money off spotify we are doing this completely for free we spend uh time out of our day out of eddie's mercado's very busy day 
to go ahead and provide this value for you guys. So if you guys can do me one solid, all we're doing is just asking one thing is just to be able to promote and, you know, subscribe to us, promote us, um, send this to a friend that, that you guys care about. So with that being said, you guys, peace out Thursday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll see you there. Bye-bye. Later, guys.